88 in that straight, 40s on that black, karaoke, this that gangster slash, pop mix with trap, karaoke, turn the snow globe to a crystal ball, now that dog a 10, type to turn the stone with many flaws to a flawless gym, stack my money 10 for tall, now I ball above the rim, living above the law on the north with my brother M, could be locked up, but to those who know me, you say lucky him, chopped the whole block up, that's when we found out that it wasn't them, bass rental Honda Civic, Auntie Max and all the bridge, cut field to the rim, probably smack the whip before I spill it, knee deep in the dope gang, 227, we the realest, coke I in her on the skillet, kitchen smelling like acrylic, touch back with a thousand pack of pills, trying to rape a village, we so loud, reeking through the vacuum seal, I can't conceal it, made a killing to those who hate it, I made them feel it, so dope all of my life, so shit, I only know one way to get it. I'm gonna ask you guys two non-context topics, and you guys choose one, we're gonna go with one, Cold War, and number two, we're gonna say best rapper. Which one do you guys want to go with? Let's go Cold War. All right, Cold War. We have a Cold War brewing in rap. Um, we've got Kanye West teasing the release of Donda. Vance and I have been at both live streams. The second live stream sounded finished. We truly thought the album would be out. Vance actually has an interesting theory that I'll let him share. And then the Cold War is basically Chance. You're the history buff. Explain what a Cold War is first of all. Cold War is. Um, it's not really a like a traditional war and that you fighting on turf with guns and shit, but it's like you you trying to you playing games with the enemy. So you making strategic partnerships, you know, making the enemy making your enemies enemies, your ally, um, you know, sending people shit, just, you know, some sneak just sneak sneak bluff shit, but shit could pop off at any moment. That's basically a cold war in nigga terms. Beautiful definition, Chance. You get a five on the A P history test. You touched everything I wanted, especially the enemies enemies part. Um one of my favorite songs off Donda, I've been tweeting this forever, is uh, Hurricane. And guess who Kanye added on Hurricane? None other than Drake's on and off again, Toronto buddy, The Weeknd. Um, they've been try- Drake's been like public. I want to work with The Weeknd again. I want to work with The Weeknd again. I like this theory. <laughs> Kanye like did it theory. in two weeks and got The Weeknd. <laughs> um, Drake goes on Yo. Sound 42 Radio, says, everybody move out my release date, blah, blah, blah. I'm not worried about anybody else. Kanye's got a couple bars about, you guessed it, move out my release date. Release date. Release Why can't losers never lose in peace? If you, anybody remembers, Drake famously lost the rap beef with Kanye's label mate, Pusha T. So we have a Cold War brewing in rap, two of the biggest names. I just want you guys to state your allegiances. Um, I'll be playing France in this Cold War and not picking a side. Nigga always going to be the safe, and that's Switzerland, by the way. Oh, all right. I was not a history buff. I was AP English and AP Computer Science. Yeah, France just got conquered by everybody. All right, I, I'm not playing lost. France. I'll be Switzerland. <laughs> the chance you know me, man. Germany. I love Ye so much, man. But checks over stripes, man. I, I I'm OVO, OVO till I die, man. That's that's who took me in. You know, when I was just a young hip hop fan. So, <laughs> or not not true, but <laughs> you know what I mean. So, man, I'm OVO XO. You heard me. Let's get it. Y'all know where my allegiance lies. Come on now. It's just like, man, this is this is a great time. I just was thinking about the fall and just, I don't know. Usually history says that some of the best music of the year comes in, you know, that, that, that mid-third to the, to the fourth quarter. So I'm expecting a lot of greatness toward year end. The Donda was sounding nice. Um, I guess I'll finally give in and just download it to my phone. I was waiting for an official release, but as Vance is going to explain, I'm not sure that's coming. But uh Drake, where's certified lover boy? Um Streets has been waiting on that for nine months into the year. Where is that? Apparently he had COVID according to his recent um he had COVID right? for nine months. And he tore his ACL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drake's has been having a tough <laughs> tough, tough off season. Like what? But Vance share your Kanye theory that you found in Deep Reddit. Oh yeah. A theory. That I've kind of been thinking about this last week is first let's start with this stat. I think I saw a stat that said Kanye sold seven million in merch um, from two live streams. He sold a bunch of tickets. Basically, he's made this a super profitable thing just by going from venue to venue, listening party to listening party, previewing different versions of the album, and pretty much leaving and then saying nothing. Um, and after the second one, and hearing no type of news, no type of release day after, um, I was starting to think, is this album 
real? Is it going to be the first official unreleased album? I feel like we've talked about that before, like that one Cardi and Nudie song, Pissy Pamper, that was like number two on Spotify charts, and it wasn't even a real song. That was kind of the first thing that made me think like, damn, this idea of like unreleased songs can really be official, like if everybody decides to make them official. Drake did that for a long while. And it's exactly just dropping the Lucy's, just leaking his own shit. And it's like with Ye, with Donda, it seems like it's on a whole nother level. Like I have a perfectly clean leak of Donda. Like there's not a single vocal out of pitch. There's not a single 808 off key that it is mixed perfectly. Mike Dean, I can hear every single limiter, every single gain stager. Every, everything is full and finished about the album. And somebody on Reddit said, quote, he wants people to review it, magazines, Pitchfork, Billboard. He wants everyone to pretend and act like it's out. But in reality, it cannot be purchased, it cannot be streamed, it can only be accessed from listening events and rips from said events. <clears throat> the songs will be very real, the album will be very real, in that it's his 10th album, has a track list, has all the compositions of an album, except it cannot be streamed or purchased. Um, and I told Taj, I'm not one of those Ye fans that tries to make Ye out to be like, He's a great musician, one of my favorite, if not the greatest of our of our time, but I'm not going to make him out to be things that he's not, because a lot of people go off and just make all these crazy speculations, but I do like this theory in the sense that if it's one person that would have the financial freedom in rap to do something like this, um, it would be yay, and I think it would be interesting, because like... The irony, because he went broke a decade earlier doing this exact same thing. Exactly, and now I feel like the ideas materialized to where he realizes people are interested in the events, they're interested in their buying in, literally, to the idea of this non-real, real album, and it's becoming a thing, like, there's moments, people are remembering different songs, like, Chance was lining up in a track pose today at work, and Taj was immediate, immediately referenced the Shikari Richardson song, <laughs> and it's like, ah, that's the Shikari Richardson song, but it's also not out, like, it's not a real song, so... I like it. I don't really care what the theory is. I just like what's happening right now. It's unpredictable. I like Tyler's release. I like this shit. I like it all. I hope this does work. I'm this, with, I'm with this Ye, was though. one of my... I just like... Because I, I took this uh, media econ class, and it was just talking about how different uh, branches of media make um, like certain amounts of money. And like media, uh, music only makes like $2 billion a year or some shit. Or like movies make 10 times as more every year than music. I'm like, that's crazy considering how much like people listen to music. But then it kind of made sense. Like, I was then I got to the point of like, should people even be allowed to like buy an album or should an album? Should you only be able to consume an album basically like in concerts? What if somebody actually did some shit like that? Like you only heard the album in concert, but in like a Kanye fashion, like Kanye's making millions of dollars every. But only Friday. Kanye can do that shit. That's not true. I don't think only Kanye can do that. I think everybody can do that in a certain capacity. It could be scale. But it just takes one mm-hmm. person to actually, like, go against this, like, 60, well, 100-year grain of, like, selling music. So I, well, the I one thing is the Reddit theory is true, just to see what happens. This ripple effect does sound nice, but the thing is, we just saw Rolling Loud. Like, a lot of these niggas, like, are performing. Like, they just don't have the live concert because with that it's like you have to make it a full experience like because that's how music was like before there was recorded music you feel me like if you wanted to hear james brown album you had to catch him when he was in town there was no hearing him on the radio or hearing buying his record it was like you hear james brown's album when you see him in concert and that was like the thing back then my mom always tells me i mean she was not in the 30s and 40s and shit like that but like seeing prince and like live concerts just held so much weight in now I feel like they don't. It's more about, I mean, we've talked about it, the festival and the shit, but, I mean, you're right. I definitely think this could start a more individualized artist experience for live events rather than, like, this huge festival thing. I hope artists just focus on it. Because, like, that's my argument with, like, live, with concerts versus festivals. Like, if every artist thinks like Kanye and just really puts a lot of creative direction into their own concert, it's like, that shit is way better than seeing Kanye at, like, Coachella stage or some shit like that. Of course. But that's not what Japan for. But we had that argument already. Nah, I just think like maybe one out of every five, seven artists could pull something like this off and, and be remotely successful. Just because 
like Vance mentioned, a lot of niggas can't perform live. Two, how many niggas had a budget to do some shit like this and can afford to just not release music for real? Three, um, how many niggas are creative enough to keep me engaged to where I'm willing to tap into the fucking live stream? I guess one thing, if I'm in the concert, like, okay, fine. I'm in a concert with an artist I like a, a decent amount, sure. But ain't too many artists, as you saw, I ain't even really tapping with the Donda. Mostly because I just wanted to hear it officially, but ain't too many niggas tapping into the fucking live stream. I, I think you're thinking, I'm not really, I wasn't really mentioning more so live stream. I'm mentioning more so like, if an artist says, I have an album, and you can only hear said album in person. I'm going on tour. Go, it's not exactly. going to work either. Why not? De- niggas definitely going to bootleg the shit. That's very I mean, easy to work with. A live album, though? <laughs> just put the phone. There's a no phone policy. This happens with like comedic theaters like all the time. That's a lot of listening parties. Most listening parties, they take phones. It's a private this is one. also like a... What are you going to be in stadiums, arenas, 20,000, 25,000 plus people? Yay is a little different in the sense that your shit would have to be fire. Because Ye really got people to come and listen to But demos. see, that's the thing. Like, even with Donda, because the live they stream sounds, the live strip sounded way better than having it actually on the phone. Like everybody knows, shit sounds better in concert or I like agree. on crazy stereos than actually like on your phone. So everything's going to the album's going to sound better live, regardless. But I don't even think this theory is actually happening. It was just kind of a pipe dream that I hope would happen. We can move on though. Um. We never reviewed that Skepta. I mean, we didn't review anything. We've been gone for a little bit. We've been working. But Skepta dropped an EP um, a couple weeks ago. Let me find the name of it so I do not butcher this, man. All in EP. Um, and he announced that it was going to be his last project. Uh, okay. He said he's retiring after okay. this. And you don't think so? No. I mean, did you see the reason? Did you see his explanation? I don't need to. What was it? Uh, he says there's no point in me being a rapper. That's a waste of talent. He has a lot of female artists that he's developing and working with because he produces music too. And he basically says, I just want to focus on producing younger rappers in England and just building them up rather than rapping anymore. He says he just he doesn't like the image of being a rapper. He's taking a break from releasing new you know music. Just he called said it a this? retirement. You know who just said this like a couple months ago. Like almost word for word. Are you word. gonna compare him to Logic? No, not not Logic. I was gonna say West Side Gun said this exact same statement of I have a bunch of artists. West Side Gun isn't <laughs> I'm taking a break from music. I'm retiring. This is my last album. Are you and comparing he has an album dropped to West Side Gun? <laughs> I'm just saying no rapper ever actually retires and it's like it's, why are you lying? His statement is, quote, All in is all the music I have to give. I have no unreleased music. Feels good to clear out the outbox. Sure you all know I'm a producer at heart, and I have so many ideas that I want to work on with other artists. Upcoming and established, young and OG. Skept on production. It's that time. And I definitely want to make an all-female album. So many fire female artists, rappers, and singers. I got to make a hard 13-track female-only album full of classics. Do that, then. Only because those English niggas are on different type time, I believe them. I don't believe them at all. Do that thing. He's been in the game for a while. Again, I don't believe him at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. I'm just going to keep trying to convince you that he's done. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway. Let's on. Let's, yeah, let's do that. I'll go. We talked about Donda a lot. I'll play. Uh, this is Casey. I think he has like two features on Donda, allegedly, unless he gets taken off. This is his track, uh, Tylenol. Baby, I can't be your Tylenol. Take your headache away. Give you everything that you're not used to In a better way, yeah. I'll be that puzzle that you missing Let me fix you up Never the need for the trip And I will let you out Baby, I can't be your time No, take your headache away Give you everything that you're not used to In a better way I'll be that puzzle that you missing, let me fix you up. Never the need for the trip, and now we'll let you out. Hey, well, you're not fighting alone, girl, that's never, never. Got me watching my tone, you gotta hear me better. Medicine for your soul, they got you feeling better, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, lower the fever on your brain. I done showed you plenty times that I'm not playing. Yeah, uh, look what I'm saying. Uh, shit I do for you ain't no replacing. When you go through your moves, I give you patience. Uh, and listening, reassurance. Yeah, remind you that you fine to the fullest. Yeah, can never be blind, never clueless. You one of a kind, I wish. Back in with the topic that Vance and Chance didn't select of best rapper. I was trying to keep it as um, ambiguous as possible so they couldn't tell what I was getting at, but uh, Bodie James... Who's the best rapper, Taj? Bodie James dropped oh. another collab project with <laughs> Alchemist, and I'm just going to read Pitchfork's uh, lead, which is like sub-headline. They said, quote, yeah. The Detroit rapper and the famed producer rejoined forces for a spare, melancholy, and psychedelic album, solidifying their partnership as one of the most rewarding team-ups in hip-hop. And they gave it an 8. Their last ranking was 7.7 7 and a 7.6. And they didn't um, review The Price of Tea in China, just because I'm assuming that's the project that put them on to Boldy, like everybody else. But my my question, which stems from the original topic of Best Rapper, is Boldy has now given us one, two, three, four, five straight good projects. And he is not in that... Con- I've ha- I haven't heard Boldy in a single conversation of Best Rapper. So what are you guys' Best Rapper qualities? What do you guys even consider... First of all, Taj, you know how this shit goes. This shit is a 90% marketability, and he does not market nah, it at all. But even like the hip, quote-unquote hip-hop heads who are like, nah, stove guy cooks rock my yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't even hear Boldy in those okay, conversations. Wait, 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 wait. Because what's his name dropped a new list, so I'm going to find his new list. Hmm. Um, B-Dot. So we're talking about rappers, right? Just pure... Not See, that's artists, a, that's not hip hop, whatever rap. your definition of rappers is. Because my definition well, look, of what makes the best rappers B-Dot has Jim Jones good. over Boldy. When I think about, fuck no, why would I have Jim Jones over Boldy in this Jay day and age? Cole. I mean, his list is pretty. If good, we talking about, I mean, if we talking about rapper, I'm thinking, all right, mostly like pen and production, and like albums hold a lot of weight. When I'm talking about, so you put best you rapper. put production into best rapper. I mean that that definitely is a big part, but obviously pen is the first criteria. Um, I'm not gonna say it's the sole criteria. So like the the best pen don't always win. That's where production comes in, and then I would say third, like even bigger than artists, like hip hop artists, like albums. Like is your shit consistent throughout, and like you know what I'm saying? Do they? I'd argue third is versatility. You got to switch up that's, the flow, and I think that's where Boldy gets... All right, gets, yeah, that's a good point. I think that's where Bold, Boldy falls behind. Not to say that he doesn't switch up the flow, I just don't... I mean, you know how it goes with rap. It's like people are going to listen to the most popular songs. They're not going to listen to the cuts. There's album cuts where Boldy switches up the flow, for sure. But most of it is that kind of dragged out, slow drug rap. Um, and I just think that's probably where people are leaving him on the list. When you have guys like Freddie Gibbs that'll rap like 20 words into four bars and then slow it down and break down a whole different sequence and guys like that um i just think it's versatility in 2021 i wouldn't i wouldn't say that maybe five six years ago but today you definitely need to switch it up i mean i would call him I mean between him and conway but he's, he's definitely probably the best nigga in griselda to me between him and conway um I would probably put Freddie above him again. Versatility is a big factor. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's in that conversation. He's in that conversation. These lists are capped, though, because they're just like names that have to go there. Nas, Jay-Z, Drake, Cole, I'm, Wayne, Baby. Like, this is so phony. Like We're well, we not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about like Jay-Z, like niggas who not active no more. Of active That's niggas, I'm I'm, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the list that Taj is talking oh. about. I wasn't talking about like any specific niggas. list. I was talking about oh. people. When I hear people talk about their top rappers in general, and it's always it's like like it's either you either get the old head list of niggas being like Nas, Rock him. I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> what are we? Are you get the hip hop head list? Are you getting like the hip hop list? Hip hop head list of niggas like, all right, I got Conway, I got a uh, Stove guy. I'm like, okay. Or you get the, like, generic list of, like, I got Drake, Kendrick, Cole. I'm like, okay, everybody has different criteria of what they consider the best rapper. When I'm going for, like, real bars, like, real rapping, like, I want to hear a nigga spit, like, be over there in awe at what the fuck they saying and how they, how they saying it. 
as far as active rappers go, Boldy is one of them niggas. Would I rank him over a Wayne or somebody like that? No. Everybody's talking this about isn't also my, everybody. This isn't also my personal opinion, but my brother's been listening to Boldy for a while, and I know, like, my brother's generation, he's, like, what? I'm 20. He's 27, maybe 28. Yeah, he's 20. Yeah, he's 27, 28. He grew up in, like, Dom Kennedy era. Um, apparently, like, 2012, 2011. And Boldy was rapping back then. He just took a break. Um, <clears throat> so I think it even might be that a lot of these industry people kind of grouped him with those rappers, you know, rather than, like, one of the real, real rappers. Like, I don't think Detroit really had a scene like that when Boldy was first rapping. So I think it was like... Exactly. I think it was like the Eminem thing. It was like, oh, you're over there. It was just like, Eminem was the only thing to kind of come out I also loved it. But, I don't know. You're definitely right. But it's probably some industry shit. Yeah. Not for the best rap talk, though. Um, How'd you guys like the album? I loved it. Can't go wrong. Baldy Alchemist, would you agree it's the best team up in rap? I might have to take a second, but... Best team up in rap? I don't know. Uh, the, another project that dropped while we were on hiatus, we had Young Nudie come back with more Pierre Fidel. Yeah, that's Rich a Shooter. great team up. Nudie two for two this year. He's sleeper. Nah, he's not two he's for two. He's two for two. That last one Dr. Wasn't, Evil, that last one Dr. Was, Evil was that. Wasn't that good. Let's talk, let's talk about it, though. Nudie and Pierre... I, it was no skips yeah. <laughs> like I just liked the whole and it's long as hell but I liked the album if it was short it would be like I'd be raving about it but it's just a long album hard to finish but in one sitting but it's just a great fun listen like the production Sweet. and like Nudie cause Nudie's not like storytelling but he is storytelling and it's like weird so it's like he draws you in and he's like slightly funny but he's also like intimidating, so it's just like he touching on so many different layers that he doesn't. He just like leaves you on your toes as a listener, and then the production is just fire to keep you interested. And I think that's what was lacking on the last project. Like Nudie's always going to be facts, Nudie. Facts. But if the production isn't really hitting, it's like, all right, like I'm not really. You didn't want to. You ride. didn't want to get exactly. It was like a ride. You didn't want to get to the next four bars. It was like I'm ready to turn this off. But with the Pierre's, exactly. it's like, okay, wait. Right. I'm here to say to that there in. were, it was not that bad. There were some ones <laughs> off that last project that I still have in a rotation. So, especially ones with the features with 21 and G Herbo, they run. So, don't let these niggas lie to you completely. But I didn't say it was bad. I said it was not that good. I mean, <laughs> this is definitely better. I, I like, Pierre production, of course, is a is a definitely a, um immediate five overall boost. You know what I'm saying? So... Let's do it. Um, but, yeah, Nudie. I think one of the most under, maybe not underrated, but underappreciated uh, niggas out of Atlanta. He always, uh, you know, catches my attention. I think he's, I like Todd to explain him. I don't know how to explain why I like him or why he's just different to me, but he just is. And I fuck with it heavy. So, I was happy here. Uh, it definitely runs in the whip. That switch up from... Old school to Battlefield to Wicked for Money is crazy. Um, so shout out Pierre, shout out Nudie. So which one you guys taking Nudie and Pierre versus Bowie? Oh yeah, I forgot Alchemist. that was the original thing. Mm-hmm. Take uh, Bowie and Alchemist. I'll take Alchemist and almost anybody. That's just how I've been listening to. I've been listening to Pierre Nudie since take I was right. like seventeen, though. Which project would Pierre, I? You saying Pierre which project Nudie. would I take or Not which duo? Project, just what, what I'm saying duo. which duo would you take? I take Bodie and Alchemist. I'll take. I might take Rich Shooter over Bo Jackson though, just because I have a lot of Bodie music Shooter? already that I like. That's the name of the latest album. Oh, all right. Chance has Bodie and Alchemist. Vance, you've got Nudie and Pierre. I've got two. There's some old songs. I'll send them. I'll may I'll maybe play I'll one go. from my unheard, but. That old Nudie Pierre is serious. I'll go Boldy and Alchemist just because their projects are more condensed. And I like condensed. I'm a fan of all condensed albums. Uh, you guys want to get another Unheard or you guys want me to uh, nah, I'm a praise play- fangirls nah, and music? Hey, that's just what I was about to bring in. But first, 
Let's run Young Nudie Studio, produced by Pierre Boy. It's a shooter in a booth. I got shooters with me too. Nigga wanna play gang? We gon' pull up in the coop. We gon' hang up out the roof. I got youngest, they gon' shoot. I got bitches pulling up and they'll set you up too. All these niggas like to talk. I just pull up and I shoot. I ain't with that tongue wrestling nigga. That what bitches do. Bitch, I'm running from the six. Bitch, I'm known for hitting lists. I rob a nigga quick. Slam his ass for a brick. Yeah, if it ain't bitch, I got crips. It got blue. Nigga get flipped off the rip when I let it rip And I keep a folly with that 30, yeah, straight out my rip And I call your bitch and she gon' suck my dick straight out the real And I'm not slime, yeah, he slime, shit, yeah, that for real You nigga pussy, yeah, for real, bitch, I'm really kid Keep in the cat, now I'm playing with your whole pussy cat You nigga cat, slide up, I don't get a nigga I'm just gonna enter with no context at all Fangirls run the music industry There is no one more committed to supporting artists and the music industry than fangirls Yet the stereotypes that plague flan girls, obsessive, juvenile, crying teenagers. Don't give, the credit, don't give them the credit they deserve. In reality, these dedicated fans are passionate music lovers who double as the backbone of an artist's career. As the music industry's biggest market, fangirls are also the best kept secret. Today, connecting with fans is often the reason behind an artist's most successful campaigns. Statistics show women make up an overwhelming majority of concert ticket sales merchandise sales, Facts. and streaming numbers. Facts. It's estimated that on average, superfans make up to 50 to 80% of an artist's revenue. Streaming companies like Spotify can determine the top 1%. All right, I don't know why. They just threw in a random fact at the end. <laughs> but this whole post by um, <laughs> Amplify Her Voice basically points out the importance of uh, women fans and on like artists. And this goes back to like a theory I've had about Russ and like Rod Wave Money and even yo. like Drake. Of course. On like an um a series I scrapped, um, cause there's like a whole bunch of videos if you look up like early Drake from like 2007, and he's talking about like how he, it, it, actually if you listen to Comeback Season, he refers to it on like ten verses on how like niggas hate him, but like he does it for girls and he knows that niggas are gonna hate him cause he's doing it for girls, but he knows he's gonna make a bunch of money off that. And, like, the whole project, you can just hear Drake, like, crack in the cold of, like, how to become the biggest artist in the world. But nobody really wants to do it because it's kind of, like, for, like, half these artists' pride is kind of, like, just selling out. But I don't get it. It's the it's a huge market. Like, this is definitely everybody who appeals to facts. women, they have, like, crazy successful careers. We looked at Rod Wave, and he sold, like, 140 first week. That's facts. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And, but women love Rod Wave. You we look at Russ, up. he goes They're platinum <clears throat> anytime he drops. We're like, what the fuck? Because if, if the women are listening to it, then the niggas are going to listen to it because they're going to want to be around the women. If the bad bitches are listening to the rest, then you're going to want to be around the bad bitches. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your ears will take some rest. It's just, it's just, it's a straight formula. And you're right. A lot of niggas need to drop that prize shit and just engage with fans because fan engagement is the one. I feel like the women just run it just because. Yeah, I mean, you brought up that the great point with Drake. Like, that is how Drake became the biggest artist. Like, we talk about it all the time, but just the caption era, like, captions just, I don't know to me, just drives, like, song popularity. Like, nigga, that nigga Drake could just make, he said lyrics that both the niggas and the women could caption. And with social media, that's, like, growing with more importance. So, and even, even, even bigger than that, I think, I don't know, I think this is just probably in all aspects of life, but women just naturally, like, support more, like, be more down or, like, buy shit, really support. Like, I feel like sometimes niggas be feeling, like, I don't know if it's territorial or, like, hating almost, but niggas feel like they too good to, like, support or show love, so. We're just shallow. Yeah. That's it. That's literally all it is. They're just bigger. They're just better fans. They're better at being fans. They're just ego. But shout out to the woman, man. And nine times out of ten, <laughs> wait, nine times out of ten, Chess I also is feel like hilarious. I also feel like shout women out got, whoever the topic is. They got better. The entire I feel like they got better standards for music than me. But I don't know. Wild standard, but I mean wild nah. claim. But I feel I like I mean nah. They they more critical. Nah, in my opinion. Let's end this. No. Let's end this here. How, you gotta. You can't just make this claim and have no backup. Just, yeah. I just, like you're speaking like you've been in the industry. Like you're dropping music. It's a you're hunch. Like it's a hunch. How's that a hunch? It's a hunch. <laughs> what, what led to your hunch? It's just a hunch I got. It's just something I, I feel right when I said it. It's a hunch. You can't explain hunches. It's just a hunch, bro. Like fuck. You gotta leave it at that. 
It sounds like it sounds like virtue signaling. It's okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah fangirls, 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 fangirls are the one because with 4K, it's like you can rap the most aggressive shit, but there will be 20 women singing "Industry Girl" word for word at every single show. And it's like okay, it's like okay, fuck these niggas. Like, like you said, it's ego, especially in Baltimore. Like all these hood niggas, like yeah, yo, I'm not singing along. Okay, fuck y'all. I'm making music for the bitches. What? It's just a formula, but. I do really like how they broke this down because there's definitely too many negative like connotations with fangirls compared to like every other fan. They just get grouped, you know, as like annoying. You broke it down. They really be going Thank the you. hardest behind artists, though. I feel like the hardest, the, the niggas who be going the hardest behind young boys be like women. Am I tripping? <laughs> no. I mean, yes. The niggas that go hardest behind young boy trolls. <laughs> really? You think more than, like, the real street niggas? I mean, yeah, but you don't actually see them, like... Of course. This you're has to be, like, an in-person thing. They're public. not doing this, like, online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying online. It'd be the women. Nah, it's definitely I see trolls more trolls. than women. In any case... Anyway. Did you guys hear, uh, hear the Essence remix? Oh, Yeah. So, nigga said uh, in the music video, um, Justin Bieber slid in like fucking. Uh, nigga <laughs> slid in like Columbus. Christopher Columbus. They said Christopher Columbus first landed in America. Nah, I mean, they called him Wiz. They called him Wiz Child. I'm not mad at it, bro. Like Justin Bieber has, he's he's, he's one of the safest bets. In in, Yo, in the wait, pop time world, out, time I'm, out, time I'm out. being honest. Man, what year has is it, it? Has it chance defended Bieber before? I'm defending chance him against again. Bieber every chance I'm he gets. him again. I mean, he a safe bet. I'm not saying I would pick this over the original or that it was amazing, but it wasn't bad. It's what you expected. Like nigga was gonna slide. How do you, how do you feel Rihanna? about the um? How do you feel about the one less lonely um nigga bar from Justin Bieber? Chance he's already excused. I never it. heard that song. <laughs> All right, I just had to prove my hypothesis of Chance not being able to even say a bad word about Justin. I have not heard that song. I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. Right, 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 right. right. You've never. I'm not saying a bad word about Bieber. I butchered Bieber before. All I'm simply saying was that no, you haven't. It didn't sound bad. Like (laughs) I didn't hear the whole thing. I just heard the little snippet. But he came on there. You don't need no. You know he did his thing, and it's just like okay. He said the hook. He did the hook. Whatever. It was like I'm indifferent about it. It's like I don't care if you hear. I don't care if you're not. Am I gonna go out the way to listen to your version? No, but whatever. Like they did it for streams. It accomplished Music the goal. Industry. He didn't fuck exactly. it up. For streams, I can support it, but That's it's what I'm nasty. Saying. It is what it is. I thought Rihanna was gonna be on it. That's why I wanted. Rihanna to be is on never it. gonna grace a mic ever again. You forget that. Fenty has That's made her far too she, rich. She made a song. She made a song with Party last year. Bro, that song. That song was like five years old. Son, come on now. You know that's been sitting in the uh, <laughs> sitting wrong. in the folder since like 2014. <laughs> You're not wrong. They made that during the work sessions, but ain't nobody gonna say how they how they feel about it. I guess y'all hate it, dislike it. Taj, why do you dislike it so much? I'm not listening to it. I already, I got tired of Essence before Justin Bieber came on it. I can't even listen to that song anymore. That was one of my favorite songs. I just can't. When I hate when that happens with like. When you don't pace yourself, for let's a song. talk about it. Let's talk about it. And then now you just can't hear it anymore. Like the song you once loved, that was Hotline Bling. Like at the at the, it was on SoundCloud for like two three months. Quiet, quiet, quiet. And then, boom, blew up out of nowhere. And then like, all right, I'm turned off on this song. Two things too, because there's two very interesting things you have to acknowledge. There's the self pacing, which you can control, and that's really the one that hurts the most. Or not, it maybe doesn't hurt the most. Because you can take a break with the self-pacing. But when everybody else is running that joint up, it's like, yo, I can't get a break. Like, there's That's not... That's the thing. I feel, like, I feel like I was good with the self-pacing. And then the song blew up. And then there <laughs> and was then no was day just... I couldn't hear... I couldn't <laughs> yeah. not hear the song. And then it was like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to hear this for like a week so that it sounds good when I hear it. Yeah. This is... Yeah, it's nasty. <sighs> Is it that nasty? Come on now, man. I'm not about to let y'all do this, bro. Is it that nasty? No, I don't. I, I I haven't played Essence on my own will in like in like months. This is true. I have not played the song 
I've had I've heard plenty on Instagram. You could go through one post and basically I hear it the enough. whole thing. That's the thing. But um, <laughs> it's just, it's it's tough to lose a playlist soldier. Like Essence was one of those ones that was like it was you a played and yo. you know the other person is gonna look at you like yo what's that? Stupid, <laughs> and now everybody ha- knows <laughs> that it's like yo, right, Taj is writing Taj is running a whole a whole sob story right now. Hurts, this man. is really the truth. <laughs> like that shit hits us. Oh, you that know with Travis, you though. knew a, sh- a nice shorty was right to look at you. A nice looking shorty. Shorty's about to be like, yo, what's this? But now she know what it is. It's like <laughs> I, man, I didn't know Vance was playing that joint. When you would put that when you put that joint on, Vance. You know I'm a producer. That's my whole that's all I have no game. That, that's my game. That's an ad- I show you essence. That's an after And now the vibe, essence huh? has been showed. Now all my game, all my cards are out. I have no you can have my blue eyes white dragon. I have nothing. That's an after my dinner. Whole vibe, deck huh? is shown. Y'all got the windows rolled down. Y'all just left the restaurant. You wanted you to put some shit no on? That's the deal closing. <laughs> you trying to... That's the deal closing. No, no, no. That's what you kick it off with. You only got like... Her, her career went like 15 minutes away, so... That's what you, you only got with. like five songs. You got you like four got songs. Five. Yeah, yeah. But that's gone now. So, thank you, Instagram. Man, that's not even the best song on that project, man. You can find more gems. They got one with her on there. Just as, just as good. Just as good. I agree. Just as good. Alright, you guys want to play our little rotation game, then get out of here? Alrighty. Isaiah Rashad. Cut. I ain't gonna lie. Taj, you had a good take. And <laughs> this project, after having sitting with it for a little longer, it is some <laughs> like mid-shit. Like, they're not... <laughs> it does not... It has, crushed. it has very, very, very little staying power. There are maybe... Two that will probably be listened to on a somewhat relatively rare, consistent basis. The rest will, will hardly ever be touched unless I'm just doing an album playthrough again. But yeah, he left a lot to be desired. So for that, it is um, it's a two way player right now. But it's look, it's leaning. <laughs> we're leaning toward. We're leaning toward we're about to ship them overseas, honestly, for cash considerations. <laughs> Advance is crushed. He lost his ally in the Isaiah Rashad army. Man, fuck an ally. Nigga, I don't need no ally, bro. Isaiah Rashad is still in my rotation. I want niggas to know. He's getting consistent minutes. I'm playing at least 14 minutes off the song when I'm, when I'm playing the album. So that's at least like four, five, six songs. That's a solid amount of song. It's a solid ratio, if you ask me. I'm playing the Smino, playing the Six Lack. I'm sorry, the Black and the Scissor. <clears throat> I'm playing Headshots. I'm playing the Duke Deuce. Um, I'm playing the title track. And I'm pr- playing Hey Mister. It's like it's five, six songs. Um, yeah, confident in he's in my lineup. You know, he's done well. He's shooting right now 50, 40, 90. Plus, minus atrocious. Advance 100% has a beat sitting inside Isaiah Rashad's Gmail somewhere. <laughs> 100% has a beat in his Why you got to expose me, yo? Twice today, bro. Oh, my God. All my secrets. Uh, ESTG. SG. I forgot what the correct, correct pronunciation even was. I gave him a tryout. He's out the rotation ESTG. already. I gave him a tryout. He never made the team. ESTG. Nothing against him. <laughs> he just wasn't a good fit. I didn't love it. But he I like his features. I think he might be one of those artists, unfortunately. I like his features more than I like his own records. And he's another superstar I've, uh, to be playable, huh? I think I deleted it out of last podcast, but this is the worst year for Trap. Top-tier Trap in recent memory. There's a lot of above average but there's nothing that's really wowing me consistently that i re- consistently revisit i'm honestly ready for another shift i feel like we've been on this trap like emo rap wave for like the past like six years and i'm tired of it i'm ready f- what is what is emo about <laughs> what is trap right now <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like ever since uzi really got popular we kind Uzi's of not trap no no that's what i'm saying like he's emo <laughs> We like in an emo, semi-emo bag. 
and then like trap. we're talking about, I think Todd's just talking about niggas like money bag yo like yeah I'm sick of all the that little shit. babies the trap boy Freddy's the, the... I'm ready for another drastic shift I'm sick of all that shit it's repetitive it's old you know what's weird I think it's um we've talked about it before and this can be kind of my last point um about voids in rap and about how like people listeners have to fill listeners go into voids to be filled and satisfied by uh, artists pause anyway I feel like there's a lot of different voids right now like you have like Chance said the emo void which I would say is kind of mixed in with like the SoundCloud is not SoundCloud rap because I always hated that term but like those niggas are kind of making like another resurgence like as expected you know like I saw there's some under is it a resurgence or is it just a continuation post-apocalyptic it's kind of like that but relax okay let's okay i was trying to be nice but i i'm my thing is i'm not that age anymore so i'm not gonna talk down on it immediately what the 16 year olds are into but it definitely looks not the same the underground events but regardless i feel like that's a void then you have the emo void then you have the trap void and i feel like all this separation doesn't allow like something to rise to the top if that makes sense I'm not really talking down on it. I'm it specifically. I'm more so talking down on like kind of what Chance said of like he said there needs to be a trap rebirth. I feel like there needs to be a rebirth across the board. Like it just feels like there hasn't been I guess Detroit rap was a good like refreshing moment, but there just hasn't been very that many like a mainstream widespread refreshing movement in years and I guess that's probably why so many people are like I love 2016 to death. I died for 2016. Because that was like the last time you really felt like that SoundCloud boom. And everything just felt so fresh. Speaking like, about that. Nothing really. There's not that right maybe now. Maybe we just got too much at once, man. And maybe they should have spread it out over That's what I'm a saying. couple years. And we would have felt. And maybe we wouldn't be feeling this bad. But like to go from that. And for the 2016 niggas, like, you got to move on. Especially for you niggas who was, like, dwelling on that life-wise. Music-wise, fine. Like, okay, everybody would love another 2016 music-wise. No, music-wise, move on as well, please. But we we must move on and we must accept that that was a very special year. I don't want to be 16. I don't want to be 16. Trust. I don't know. I feel like just so many goats retired. There's so many great niggas. So many great acts just decide to stop making music. I mean, up until this point, Isaiah Rashad was in making music. Rihanna's done. SZA has not dropped the project since. I will argue it's just everything is trapped out. Like yeah, even R- even some are walking. That's why no nigga. That's nigga. That's what I'm saying. I was about to bring up this tweet. Like there was this tweet. I think it was from a rap uh, R&B artist in Atlanta, and he was like, as an artist, an R&B singer in Atlanta, how are you even supposed to stand out when everything is basically trapped out? Like black, Summer Walker, and that's like this isn't the talk down on LVRN or like what they're doing at all because that shit is hard because but it's just like the sound you feel me and i feel like that could just be like they're doing a good job of it but then it's a general pattern that's also being followed in the industry where i just feel like so many artists are kind of being trapped out on different type. like bro have y'all bro we got to talk about this before we you seen ed sheeran he he had the cosign <laughs> from lil dirt and he had that the cosign shit. From the UK drill rappers. He was on a UK drill song. I'm like, yo, they're trapping everything out. They trapped out Ed Sheeran in a week. What the hell is going on? Wait, what, what's that? What was that black shit that was like... What was that, like, Black Wave? What was that movie from? It was like that black tar shit, and it got on everything. And, like, everything just turned into, like, black tar. Was that from, like, Spongebob episode? What was that from? You know what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't no remember. Clue. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what. That's how the fucking know. music industry feels. It's just like I don't know, son. Like I don't even. And then I'm looking on like I be looking on these Instagram pages. There was like this brown boy, and he's trapped out. It's like a knob wannabe, bro. Like 14. Is his name Brown Boy? <laughs> <laughs> you just describing this guy as a brown boy. <laughs> Doesn't have a name. <laughs> I don't know his name, but. Point being, it's just like, man, everybody's just chasing, like, it's, they're chasing one or two things, bro. They're chasing Juice World or fucking Pusha, not Pusha, it's the, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even fucking know at this point, like, I don't, know I don't even know who they're chasing in the so trap scene, like, 
everybody just reincarnating and then like the art is not even progressing it's just like let me just release the same music like over and over and over it's like, all right, nigga, no everybody artist, gotta start there's somewhere. There's no progression. Well, come on, my nigga. There's no like, artist development. Nobody's being developed. Like, if you were a 71 overall coming in, 10 years like into the franchise, you, you've leveled up to a 73. Like, nigga, you got bronze development. And that's only, and that's only because of the, like, boosts. You, like, that's not even... Our, like, okay. I've, are artists not being developed or are artists now afraid to take risk? But why are they afraid to take risks? Because fans, they, I blame. No, it's not fans. fans it's it's not it. the fans. Artists are never thinking about the fans. They are, but they're not. They're thinking about. They're thinking about. Cap. They're thinking about what's gonna put money, food on their table, and that's the label. And that's the fans. That's the, that's <laughs> right? the label. I think, that, I think like, the fans come based off of how much the label markets. Twenty four K is in twenty four K without the label. In order to be twenty four K, he has to satisfy the label before he had even has fans. Is my argument. And what satisfies the label? That's the fans. I mean, I guess. But listen, the, I mean, I don't want to use it. I didn't really want to use him as an example, but if, even if you look at an artist like 24K Golden, you look at what he had before he was signed, he was making like this kind of grunge rap, and then he gets signed, and now he's like a pop artist. He's like, progressed. It's two completely different. I mean, if you consider a progression, okay. But <laughs> well, he's re- changed. He's tried something new. Like, I'm talking about the niggas that just, like, you come in on one sound, like the baby. Prime example. I mean, he. And I guess he's popular, so he's the first thing on my mind. But I mean, he even talked about it how the first it's rapper the bills, that pops like, in your mind is always disgusting. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> and it's just like fine, but nigga, like for real fans, it is broke. And I think it is a fan problem. Then if we if we gonna draw that logic, like it's never fans it's never, are like it's not never demanding a, it's enough never, for me it's these never days. A fa- it's never a fan. Problem. I don't know. I mean, if you have half the world screaming for "We Want 2016." <laughs> So I mean that doesn't Fuck leave much the room fans. for development. They don't, the fans are gonna listen to whatever. The fans are sheep, bro. The fans are gonna listen to whatever the label pushes. That's my argument. That's my argument. The fans are gonna listen to whatever the label pushes. All you have to do is be on the rap caviar, and you're about to get twenty thousand plays in a single hour from a hella white people at USC. That's how it's gonna go. It's like, and if the label's not fucking with you, you don't even get fans. Like, right now the label's not fucking with me. Four K right now. And we have no fan growth. Like, we have slight fan growth. But this shit is not scaling, scaling. And that's because we need a budget. Niggas have to put money into us to scale us. You feel me? And I just feel like with that shit, it's a lot of A&Rs who don't really know what the fuck they're doing. And the thing is, artists aren't, like, they're not all Kanye. A lot of them need guidance. And a lot of them need direction and there's just a lot of bullshit people behind the scenes that aren't giving them any direction i mean i feel you the fans are also might be demanding bullshit but the fans are just gonna listen to whatever you feel me like i I just find it hard to believe that across music there's probably i can name you maybe a dozen people who are doing some different shit (laughs) across all of music i can name you a dozen that are on some different shit I just find it hard to believe that that's what artists want. But that's my take. I think it's more so a 60-40, blame it on the fans, 40, blame it on artists' complacency. Let's be honest, though. Like, labels, like, can we name some labels that have been really developing and bringing up their artists? I mean, we can name a few. Um, Like, OTL. smaller ones. I mean, there's a lot of smaller ones, but, I mean... But still, there's not a lot of development. That's what I'm saying. Like, we that's kinda, my point. We kind of don't there's like not, TDE. There's nobody in the building that's doing the work. Like, you used to have niggas like Dame Dash, like, really working with artists, being in the studio, artists working on shit. And it's just like, now you have bullshit people in the studio, A&Rs. All these people are just USC grads that know somebody, and they got an internship with Rock Nation, and now they work at Warner Brothers, and they're an A&R, and they don't know shit about rap but they've been assigned to look over 21 Savage. And they just put out whatever they think is hard. But it's like, bro, I don't know. I've just seen a little bit of it, and I just see how bullshit a lot of these people are. So it's like, the artist is complacent, but at the same time, it's what the people in the building want, quote-unquote. So they're just like, all right, whatever. This is how I can make the most amount of money while giving out the least amount of effort. And I'm not saying it's good for the artist to think like that or it's normal, but like there are a lot of artists thinking like that. 
because it's like it's a desperation industry. These niggas are broke. Can you think? Can you think of a? Uh, I mean, we we young, but can you think of a moment in recent history where you have similar feelings? Where you had similar feelings that you had now? And if so, of what? Like just you feel like it's stale. Like you ready for a drastic Not shift? Not stale, or... but I was ready for change. Around uh, I remember like when we were like not yeah like 13 14 of like everybody just kind of maxed out at a certain type of album like you just were getting like these classics on these like certain specific type of album like j cole had like uh born center big sean had that uh whatever it was dark called, his one classic <clears throat> dark sky uh, drake had uh yeah nothing was the same like that specific form of album rap just mastered it and we just kept getting it over and over and it was like a guaranteed classic every time and then it shifted it finally shifted and everybody was like all right we'll what try brought something the new shift? what album i don't know some people could say yeezus some people could say soundcloud some people could say like there's a whole bunch of i think it was just a factor of so many different things like i agree it's the fans but i just want you to know that the anrs are also like the fans they're also included in that decent little talk hopefully we have some more music next week uh, last words from Chance Moores. Take it away. I have none. <laughs> Sounds so sad. Alright, last words from Vance Thomas. Take it away. They need a better system on the internet to be able to just like source Twitter videos directly. I I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like to just be able to find like you know when you think of a funny like you've seen a funny Twitter video and you want to find it. Like that crate video today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that yeah, crate video today. If you wanted to look that up in like two months, it'd be like, how would you even find that? You got to add it to your bookmarks. Is yeah, what Twitter facts, 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 facts. I guess, but they need something where you can really search. Uh, my last words, Pelicans 5-0 and in the preseason. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in the summer league. Unofficial, official summer league champs. Uh, Trey Murphy at gym. Uh... You're hilarious. Go subscribe to the the Grammy <clears throat> newsletter. You'll see my work starting September. Uh, subscribe to us whoa, on Spotify. Whoa, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Whoa. Follow us on Apple Music. Rate us five stars. If you don't think we're five stars, don't rate us. We've got a perfect rating at the moment. Kind of want to keep it that way. And that's it for my last words. Now we've got a Chance Moore's uh, outro dash sleeper. That will probably not be a sleeper. Hey, money. Play, let you go. Bye. Eli. This nigga just called me like I was Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Siri not supposed to object, so we're gonna do this again. Hey Taj Money. Play, let you go. Bye Eli Social. You just trying to figure where I'm at. I'ma always tell you what I lack, love. Fuck with me, I'm only talking facts. I've been drinking lately, I might act up. Juliana used to rub my brother James I was broke, they wanted me to stay the same Fuck it, bet she busted open for some change Brought the family with me, feeling like the Waynes Get the fuck up on my face with only questions Did it on my own, so I don't need suggestions Hit the road, it been a minute since I checked it Know you miss me, I just hope you out there rapping Pretty bitch, she keep my picture on the wall, yeah you love me, hope you love me and my flaws, yeah. I wouldn't trade this feeling for the world. Only right I throw some diamonds on my girl, yeah, yeah. Damn, podcast over, dog.